Hello and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine and I will once again be your host this time around. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a truck with a horse trailer attached to the back of it? You know, one of those things where like the horse is facing the back of the cab of the truck, but standing perfectly still. I just saw this recently. Now, on the surface, a site like this isn't all that unusual, especially where I live, but I couldn't help but think of the situation from the perspective of the horse. This horse knew it was moving. This was on the freeway. But at the same time, the horse also knew it was standing still. It was also moving fast with cars just like mine right alongside it. There must be some sort of destination that the driver had in mind, but the horse more than likely didn't know what that destination was. It just knew, I'm somehow here, I'm somehow moving, I'm somehow not moving, and I have little control over where I'm going. I'm going to change channels here, but I promise you it's going to make sense eventually, so bear with me. Have you ever played poker, say five card draw? Well, here's how it goes. You get five cards, then you have the option to exchange up to three of them for new ones if you don't like them. You can also keep all or some of your cards if you do like them. In many rounds though, what happens? (laughs) You get dealt five cards that you don't want. And then even the three new ones that you opted for aren't necessarily a help to your chances of winning the game. Well, in these cases, you're left with a bad hand. Your only hope is to bluff, to make people think you have a better hand than you actually have, or just fold. Now, in these scenarios, the horse and the poker player have something in common. They were both handed a situation and had to make the best of it. They weren't in control. The driver of the horse and the dealer of the cards momentarily were in control of their options and their choices in the matter were limited. I remember watching an interview with Brian May of Queen and and he explained how people get into music, especially rock music, because they want to go against the grain. They want to make their own rules. But, But then these same people find out something They're contractually obligated to be places, whether they want to be there or not. They are put on schedules, in some cases told what to wear, told how to stand, whatever the case may be, often without much control. Well, well, this creates a problem for an artist. Really, anyone who longs to have complete control over their life or their life's work may find a degree of their options compromised the more public they become. Think of this too. Aspiring actors often wait tables. A guy might work as a mechanic during the day and then 
played bass in a band that night. We also have limitations that we were dealt that might stifle us from reaching our potential for much, much deeper reasons. See, all of this just illustrates to me how limited most of us are as a whole. And if we dwell on this too often, it can be completely disconcerting. So we probably shouldn't for sanity's sake. Ultimately, we are all dealt things in life. And with some things, it feels like others are behind the wheel, just taking us along for the ride like that horse in whatever direction they choose to go. But are we stuck? Are we slaves to the cards we were dealt in the big picture? Notice what an article from Everyday Health and their website tells us about this. It's along these lines. It says, nobody had a perfect childhood, not even the kid down the street whose family seemed to have it all together. We all grew up with some sort of dysfunction and we're all who we are today because of it. But dysfunction doesn't determine our destiny. We must learn how to heal from a bad childhood and to take our destiny into our own hands. Then he gives a few points that will at least help to take part of the heavy weights off of our shoulders. There's a few different points. Here's the first one. Now, this is obviously easier on paper than it is to live it sometimes, but it's still a good thing to remember. Remember that you cannot change people. It says no matter how much you beg or plead, most adults don't change their core personality or behavior. There has to be a point you reach in which you stop wishful thinking or believing, for example, that a parent, when they say that they'll change, is actually going to do that. You're going to be disappointed often if you don't come to that conclusion. You also can't continuously seek approval or acceptance from someone who never met those needs. You have every right to set boundaries to protect your well-being. Well, how else can we grow if we initially were dealt a bad hand? The second point here is, is pretty strong. It says you'll never get it back, so stop trying. This is not to be mean, but what's done is done. You can never go back in time and change your childhood. So we really shouldn't try. Many people believe they can make up for the past by trying to salvage an irreparable relationship in the present. But often this still falls short and it's a difficult pill to swallow. You're going to always struggle with reconciling your past with your present, but it's the personal power you grab a hold of today that will make that reconciliation seem more plausible. This is very, very wise. Another helpful thought from this article, don't blame your bad behavior on your childhood anymore. It notes that the great thing about growing up is that you gain perspective, insight, and with this comes a capability of better coping with a bad childhood. You're certainly more susceptible to making bad choices when you've been robbed of a healthy framework by which to live your life. But now, as an adult, it comes down to you. You may feel angry, cheated, bitter, but your attitude does not have to project that. What happened in your childhood was not your choice. You were on the horse trailer, 
you were dealt the cards. But whatever happens today is, it is your choice. So no more excuses for your current self-sabotaging behavior. Pop culture is overflowing with feel-good stories of people essentially bettering themselves. Even if it's just on occasion. For example, you remember the character Boo Radley, Arthur Boo Radley, technically, in To Kill a Mockingbird? Well, here, here, here's this introvert, he basically viewed as the town crazy. But when children who had been kind to him were in trouble, he appears, gets out of his isolated comfort zone, and saves them. It's getting past yourself. Remember the movie Catch Me If You Can? which was directed by Steven Spielberg and Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks were in it. It tells the true story of a man who stole millions between the ages of 16 and 21, but then worked for the authorities to catch people who were doing the same thing. Another man, by the time he was 19, he was earning as much as $35,000 a week by selling cocaine. Well, he doesn't do that anymore. Now he's a five-star celebrity chef. He was able to change. Now, going back to our illustrations of the horse in the trailer and the poker game, we need to remember this too. That horse will probably take more than that one ride in that trailer. And you don't usually see people just sitting down to play one game of poker. In other words... We are dealt many hands. Uh, maybe the initial one was bad, but odds are that not every single hand that we're dealt for the rest of our lives is going to be bad. Yes, sometimes we fold. Sometimes we bluff through it. Sometimes we win. Sometimes we lose. But it's not one big continuous game. Life is a series of them, all with differing outcomes. And just to get you off this track, no, for the record, I will not be putting Kenny Rogers on the playlist later. That would be too obvious. But seriously, one site reports that in live poker, typically a dealer will deal 25 to 30 games an hour. And if the game is online, now we can increase that number as a typical online six max poker game will yield anywhere from 75 to 100 hands per hour per table. So a player does not just get dealt one hand, lose, and then throw their hands up and declare themselves either a winner or a loser for the rest of their lives based on that one hand. They keep going. They keep playing. Same thing with the life that we're dealt. If we initially were dealt what feels like a too high in what also appears to be a royal flush world, well, that's only going to be part of our experience. It's one hand. Think of it this way, too. My father used to tell me that a calm sea never made a good sailor. That said, sometimes people who seem to have everything completely given to them easily their whole lives, a lot of these ones might not really appreciate what they have, and some don't grow. They stay the same or they backslide. But the fact is, when those who had it rougher 
finally get dealt the four jacks every once in a while, it means something. It means more. It's special. It's relevant. And the odds are it will not be taken for granted nearly as much as someone who's always dealt good hands for whatever reason. Let's close with this. Perhaps our best bet is to hope that on occasion we get dealt a nice hand and that like the horse, whoever is driving the truck this time is bringing us to a location where we can run free in the tall grass. Then we can be happy and appreciative about those occasions, both during and after they're actually happening. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast past dealings playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash past dealings. Now, I'm not a betting man, but I'm thinking there might be some songs about card games and horses on this one, party people. Track number one, Bring on the Dancing Horses by Echo and the Bunny Men. Number two, an extremely chilled out reggae dub track by Prince Far Eye called Card Game. Number three, Fairport Convention with the song Jack of Diamonds. Number four, American Horse by The Cult off their Sonic Temple record which came out when I was a senior in high school. Number five, the Blood, Sweat, and Tears track, Go Down Gambling. Number six, the song's called Poker, and it is by the Electric Light Orchestra. Number seven, U2, with Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses. Number eight is an electronic piece by Brian Eno that he calls Horse. Brian Eno, ironically, was one of the producers of the song before this one by U2. Number nine, Susie and the Banshees with the song Swimming Horses. This sounds a lot like Six Different Ways by The Cure. So much, in fact, that I looked it up and I found out that Swimming Horses actually came out first. And, And check this out. I didn't know this, but I do now. Robert Smith of The Cure actually played guitar on this Susie and the Banshees album. So there you go. Finally, track 10, The Clash, from their London Calling record with The Card Cheat. Well, that is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist very easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Past Dealings. Hey, another look at our demographics report tells us that we have some new listeners out there, this time in the United States, in Alexandria, Virginia. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you and welcome to Refresher. This show would simply not exist without you. Uh, If you could do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. There may be things that you hear me talk about that you think some specific person really needs to hear. Let them know. Let them know it's out there. Hopefully it can be of comfort or could at least give them something to be entertained by. Also, if you would like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution 
It's really simple. All you have to do is see the support this podcast link under the episode description. It can be as little as 99 cents a month and it can go up to $4.99 a month. If you're so inclined, that would be great. But whether you do or whether you don't, please feel free to listen to this show anytime that you want. No strings attached. It's yours. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.